Hey you guys, Maestro here, coming at you live with episode 197 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking about the fact that the tortoise always wins. What the heck does that mean? Well, you already know, you're gonna have to tune into the full episode to find out. But first, DJ, gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, fine folks, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Maestro on the Mic. So, we are still playing Jumanji. Uh, Things are wild, and I don't really want this episode to be all about that, because everyone's basically screaming about it right now, and there's 15,000 Instagram lives going on at a single time. Extroverts, if you're listening to this... Please take a breath. You are going to get wrapped out, doing too many damn workouts. You are ruining Instagram, doing too many lives. Let's just like, let's take a break. Let's take a breath and and, and it's going to be okay. So that actually kind of segues nicely in, into what I want to talk about today, which is the fact that the tortoise always wins. Now, I have no idea what the difference is between a tortoise and a turtle and whatever. I don't really know anything like that. Like, I probably could have looked that up before recording this episode, but it's fine. So if you do know the difference and you want to message me about it, cool. But as it relates to what I'm talking about, play the long game. So I've actually been doing more business calls now. Um, People are you know, they're scared and they're, they're trying to, to pivot and I, I commend them. And my messaging remains the same. The tortoise always wins. I want you guys to ask yourself or just think about this. How many of you are buying from companies like right now are, are buying from companies who you never heard of before or for or from who you've never purchased anything from before? All right. Like, don't get me wrong. People are buying right now. I'm buying stuff right now. I got a friggin' assault bike. But I knew that company beforehand, and I've used that product beforehand. I just didn't have my own. I was thinking about doing it, and I just came, now I'm just kind of push things over the edge. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get one so I can stay home and you know, do the kind of exercising that I want. But I'm going to guarantee that none of you are buying things from companies who you have never heard of anything you have never heard anything from before or companies that you know you didn't know before. As such... If you are one of these companies that's pivoting and you're moving your products online or you're moving your services online, I commend you. That is phenomenal. But please understand, people aren't going to buy. The people that don't know you before, they're not going to buy now. And we really shouldn't be showing up like that. And we know nothing good ever starts with desperation. And that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. And I understand I'm not here to judge you or just be like, don't do that. No, that's that's not quite that helpful. But, you know, my my guy, Seth Godin, says the best marketers are farmers, not hunters. 
And I love that because it's about playing the long game. And that's realistically what I feel that we should be doing now. If you were selling before, if you had an audience before, if you had people that trust or who trusted you before all this, keep selling, keep showing up. Absolutely. You want to change the pricing? Okay. You don't want to change the pricing? Okay. I'm not here to tell you one way or the other. Keep doing what you're doing. If you were not in the digital space before, if you did not have people before, now is really not the best time to try and get those people. Now is a good time to just show up, to just give generously and realize that this is going to come back to you in about 12 to 18 months, maybe 24 months because it takes time. I'm not going to lie. My business has not been tanked by this because I'm all virtual, all digital. I've been doing this for five years and now it's really, you know, picking up as it relates to the whole movement thing and putting myself out there and teaching in any capacity. I've realistically been doing that for 10 years because I graduated in 2010 and immediately started doing, you know, workshops at my, my, um, my job and things like that. So it's been a long time. This stuff doesn't happen overnight. So I'm not here to discourage you from the efforts that I'm seeing, but I really do want people to understand that there is no fire. We need to be playing the long game and understanding that this will come back in a good way. What you do today, absolutely. But the tortoise always wins. I really do feel that this is going to lend itself to tremendous opportunity. And I say that with a bit of like trepidation because I know people are really struggling right now and I feel bad. But from where I sit, from where I stand, what I'm looking at and just looking at history, right, in terms of like the housing market crisis and, uh, you know, things like that that have happened that have already happened in the past. If you are able to write it out right, write it all the way down you will, and then write it back up, there is tremendous opportunity. One of the things that I see, and I'm really speaking to my providers right now, especially my, my physical therapists, they, you, are scrambling to try and get things back to how they used to be. And that is a problem because how they used to be is broken. We know that that healthcare system that we have is broken. It's flawed. It's shitty. Insurance is for profit. And that is a problem. As such, we really need to be focusing on what we can do to help things move forward. Change is inevitable. You guys know that. And change is scary. If we take it back to science, pain science, which you guys know I love talking about, that's one of the reasons pain is so terrifying because it's uncertain. We don't know when it's going to come back. We don't know how long it's going to stay. We don't know how bad it's going to be. And so we're terrified. And that's what's happening right now. We don't know how long this thing's going to go on. We don't know what's going to happen to the economy. We don't know what's going to happen to whatever. People's kids are out of school for like a thousand years now. There's a lot of uncertainty. And so we tend to focus on that and fear just gets the best of us and we don't do anything. My advice, number one, focus on what you can control. What can you do right now? This is the same stuff we talk about with our our pain science, our, our, our patients with chronic pain and such. And it's no different. What can you control? What can you do? You can stay inside. You can be prepared that way. You can help out that way. All right. Focus on doing that. You can read a new book. You can read 10 pages. You can do hopefully not 10 shitty push-ups. Right? 
What can you focus on doing right now? Do that. And then as it relates to looking forward, I really encourage you to start seeing the opportunity and the potential here. So clearly you guys know that I champion social media. I champion the virtual side of things. And I really do believe that this is going to highlight the value of digital, virtual, social. More people are going to be looking there. So if you've already been on there and your stuff is on there, this is good, right? There's a reason that you see, you know, two and three gas stations like on the same corner because people are looking there. So this is a good thing. We got more eyes coming into social and people realizing that there's value there and that products can be delivered that way. Uh, you know, within my mafia group, we were talking and, and someone made a really good point about seeing that yoga spaces are offering remote classes right now. And actually she was a little bit upset because she was like, I wish they had done this sooner. There were times when I was, you know, either pregnant or had, you know, she had small kids and I couldn't make it to a class. And now to see that they could do this, I wish they did it sooner, right? There's so much opportunity with this. As providers, especially my PTs out there that are very manual based, I'm not here to say anything against manual therapy. You know, you guys know I love it. I think that it's great. It will always have its value. It will always have its place. But one of the things that doing virtual and remote consults did for me, when I, like I said, I've been doing this for five years. One of the things that did for me was it made me be a better provider. It made me be a better educator. It made me be a better listener. Right? I, had to, I couldn't just rely on just touching that person. I had to be better with my cues. I had to ask for different angles. Right? I had to ask for things. It changed everything and it forced me to level up. And I think that's what this is going to do for our profession. It's going to allow us to realize, hey, we can do more than what we thought. And maybe, you know, if maybe for some people this is difficult because they're, they're going through an identity crisis of like, oh, you know, what I do is put my hands on people. Okay, I get that. That's valid. But I'm going to guarantee that's not all that you do, especially if you're successful. If you got a lot of people coming back to you, it's not just because of your hands. It's the environment that you're creating. It's the education that you're providing. It's the feeling that you're giving people. It's the experience that you're creating for them. And I contend that a lot of that can be done digitally, virtually. Nothing will ever replace the magic of being in the room, but this will provide a, a viable, successful alternative. So as it relates to looking forward, I really think that what we need to be doing is one, realizing the opportunity that's to be had, and two, kind of taking a step back and thinking about what we've done personally what have i done personally to contribute to things being the way that they are because things are broken and you know is it that i took the easy way out with this thing i relied too much on this other kind of thing i took this thing for granted i'm not saying you have to change your whole freaking life but just realize what perhaps you did to contribute to things what you did to contribute to the way, the way that you are that you're feeling right now to the your current status and what can we do to change that from a very much you know, from a financial perspective, I'm seeing a lot of businesses really, really scared right now. And to me, I'm like, this means that you weren't saving or you couldn't save. So moving forward, what can you do to change that? So that and starting right now, so that you're not in this predicament again if it happens. So I was really fortunate. I went to. Um, Danny Matei's mastermind, I crashed it. Right? I'm not in his mastermind, but I went to one of his live events last year. And I heard about this system called Profit First. Um, I have not read the book, guys. I'll link it in the show notes. But I read the system called Profit First. And I started using that for my, you know, accounting. I have an accountant now. I'm like pretending that I'm a real, real person. Uh, Sandy York, she's amazing. I'll drop her contact in the uh, show notes. She's 
Fit Money Coach on Instagram. Um, but I started using Profit First, and it allowed me to I basically I have seven accounts. I really only need six, but I have seven accounts, and I distribute the monies into them. Like they all come into one account, and then based on percentages, I move money into the other accounts. And this has allowed me to have a savings and you know be okay and and realize where my money was going and putting money into the business but understanding like how much is the business costing me and like actually looking at things so asking ourselves if right now you are in that predicament i'm really sorry i'm not going to lie that like sitting here like oh it looks to be you that's terrible but just saying hey let's focus on what we can do right now what can i change right now? Does it mean just getting my books in order? Um, I'll link that episode actually, because Sandy talks about that. What can I do right now related to my situation to make things better? Maybe it's just, hey, I need to go to bed earlier. What can I do to go to sleep earlier? Because I'm tired during the day and then I can't get as much work done or I can't get, you know, whatever you're trying to do. What can you do right now? And ultimately, you know, just from an overarching perspective, understanding that backwards is not the direction that we need to go. It's not make America great again. You guys know this. The way things were, especially as it relates to our healthcare system, it's broken. This is going to be a tremendous opportunity, especially for my my, PT, my people that work in the healthcare setting. This is a tremendous opportunity to change things. I, I did an awesome webinar um, with folks from Canada uh, through Embodia. And... One of the questions that came up is like, suppose this is temporary because a lot of the payers up there are actually now changing and they are paying for telehealth. And one of the questions from the audience was like, well, what if this is only temporary? What if people stop? What if the insurance company stops paying for this? And my response, I asked them and there was like 200 people. I think at the highest, it was like 212 people on this call. It was remarkable. And I asked them to write in the chat and I said, do you believe in your service? Do you believe that you can help your people? Do you believe in your product? Yes or no? And as you'd expect, there was everyone wrote yes. And I was like, that's all you need to know then. Because there will always be a market for quality service. Tim Ferriss said that. It's always stuck with me. There will always be a market for quality service. As such, and you guys know I've said this in the past, the way that we're going to revamp this broken healthcare system is from the bottom up. Meaning the consumer, educating them, showing them, making them feel something, which is what's happening right now, where people are like, holy shit, there's a better way, or holy shit, the way things are right now doesn't work. This top-down model of like, I'm going to market to the doctors, and then they're going to give me people. Good luck with that shit. Bottom up. And when you go and help someone, they realize your value. When you educate them, the smarter they are, because you've educated them, the more they realize your value. And they're willing to pay for that. And they're willing to tell other people about it. And when those other people stop going to their shitty providers, that provider says, oh, money's being taken from my wallet. I better do something. I better change. One of the best things that's ever happened to the physical therapy profession is that personal trainers leveled up. They got more educated. They got bigger, broader skill set. And I'm not here to say talk about staying in your lanes and all that bullshit, whatever. They leveled up. Massage therapists are doing it now too. They're trying to move into the movement space, right? They're going and getting personal training, you know, certifications or whatever it's called. And this is great because a rising tide raises all of those ships. You guys know that. So I see this as a tremendous opportunity where the actual 
consumer is going to be like, hey, there's something else out there. I received care in this way and it helped me. And either they're going to go to bat for you and fight the insurance companies or they're just going to be like, I'll pay you because this will help me. If you guys have ever had an injury, especially something like back pain, man, back pain and nerve pain is like, you know, it's relentless. If you've ever had any kind of pain like that, you know that you will do anything to get rid of that pain. You will go to the like sketchy ass shop down the street and get a needle stuck in your eye from whoever, if that person says they can help you. We've all been there, right? Or maybe you haven't. And if you haven't, that's amazing. I've been there and I wouldn't have done anything. I was doing anything. I was getting acupuncture. I was had people having people adjust me. I was having people like, I was like, run me over with the car. If that's going to help me, please do it. As such, if you believe in your product and you are willing to market it and you have a truly remarkable product, you'll be okay. I think that, you know, maybe some of the issue right now is that people are having a little bit of a coming to God moment and they're like, what is my value? Do I actually believe in this product? If, if that's where you're at, that's a whole different thing. And like, you know, good for you. Let's, let's, you know, work through that. But if you truly believe in what you're offering, you'll be fine. Right? Be remarkable. Chase remarkable. Seth Godin, again, chase remarkable with this. So the long and the short here is that maybe that's why I'm always so long-winded. The tortoise always wins. Play the long game. Right now we should be looking to, I don't know what it's called, like sow the fields and plant stuff and take care of the fields. And this will come back to you in 12, 18, 24 months. I get it. It's not immediate. It's not right now. But guess what? Like I said, the tortoise always wins. Those people that are just going hot real, you know, right now, we've all seen them. If you guys have done CrossFit, if you've ever gone on an assault bike and it's the new guy that hops in and this is a five round workout and that guy is going ham the first round on that assault bike. And you're like, see you in the fifth round, homie. You you already know he's about to die in the second round. And that's what we're seeing right now on Instagram. It's really loud, really noisy. People are trying to, you know, give things away for free. There's everyone's giving away workouts and, you know, there's, there's just Zoom calls all the time and Instagram lives. And I'm not here to shit on that. Like people are trying to show up and they're, they're using their coping strategies and coping whatever way they can. But my captive audience, my people, you guys are listening. It's my humble opinion that the long game is where it's at. So use this time to love on your people. Show up. If you've been selling before, keep selling. If you have people, you know, keep talking to them. Sell to them. It's fine. I'm not at all saying you should slash all your prices and everything should be free. No, not at all. It's up to you what you do. If you haven't sold anything before, if you don't have people, now is really not the time to try and capitalize on people's fears. Just go and show up. Have conversations. Ask people how they're doing. Social media is amazing. Connect with people around the world. I've been talking to people from Spain, Singapore, talked to someone from Ireland today, talked to a bunch of people from New Zealand, people from Australia, some people in the UK, really just, you know, from all over. Talk to people, connect, understand the value of this thing. I really do believe that that's one of the the biggest things that's going to come out of this is that people will realize the inherent value of, of digital and the fact that we can connect with people. So I'm going to leave you with a quote uh, where did I get this from? I think I was doing a coaching call. And one of the things I do with my coaching calls is that I have an intake form. And one of the questions is, what quote is really resonating with you right now? And I believe it was Alia, a young woman, hopped on and, uh, and left this, this quote. So this quote is actually from James Clear. I've spoken about him before. He's the author of Atomic Habits. So the quote 
The most useful form of patience is persistence. Patience implies waiting for things to improve on their own. Persistence implies keeping your head down and continuing to work when things take longer than you expect. That's all, that's all I got for you. Right, so we're going to play the long game. The tortoise always wins. All right, friends, as always, endlessly, endlessly grateful for you guys tuning in and just connecting in all the ways that you do. I, I really, truly, truly appreciate it. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.